Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy Monday, everyone. It is Monday Movie Talk, so that means we are recapping the weekend box office where good boys top the charts. On top of that, we are talking a little bit about Disney's initiative to mitigate piracy, which might have a little something to do with stopping folks from sharing their passwords. So if that was your plan for Disney+, Plus, you might want to rethink that. I'm going to talk about those two topics, plus a little more in the live chat with two wonderful people today. We have Nikki Novak and John Roca on the desk. Hello. Hi, hi. 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 You survived. I did. I don't know what I survived. You survived. Oh, hosting, yeah. Hosting movie talk. That was a blast. I had of a course great time. It is. Thank you, everybody, for uh, watching and for the comments. We had a good, good. time. Good. That's to help gear you up for TIFF when I'm gone for a week <laughs> and a half. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll How be you ready. doing? I'm good. I'm good. I love that opening, by the way. Who's a good boy? That just made me laugh. Yeah, Whoever very funny. That, Anytime I'm doing that intro and someone next to me is chuckling, I just assume the guy's made a funny. Yep. And it's a good thing I didn't see that because I never would have gotten through that read. But I'm going to get through this one right now because first up on our list today, we are recapping the weekend box office. So here are the actuals. You could see them up on the screen right now. Good Boys topped the charts with $21.4 million. Then the two position went to Hobbs and Shaw, which made another $14.2 million. The Lion King came in at number three with $12.3 million. Then it was the Angry Birds 2 at number four with $10.4 million. And finally, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark hung on to that five spot with another $10 million. You guys look at this top five and maybe beyond a little. And mm. what stands out to you most about it? I'm super excited about Good Boys. Yes. Yay, it overperforms. Mm. And this just makes me happy. It also made me happy if you saw Seth Rogen's tweet. Because he was basically like, thank you, everybody, for coming out and watching an original movie. And I just mm-hmm. think he's, I think he's my favorite performer of the year between Longshot and Lion King. And now this. I just think he's sort of set the bar even higher and higher for himself but just seeing that people will go out and see an original film like this that it will overperform and I think really and I've said this over and over it comes down to concept and I think Longshot underperformed because people felt like they could wait and see that at home Mm. where this is the kind of movie that was such an original concept so intriguing it was kind of like a super bad but people wanted to see three sixth graders and how far they took it super bad with tweens is just a really easy sell and I think Mm. you could see it on the bottom of your screen right now this is actually only the third movie in 2019 to hit the number one spot that's an original movie the other two that did that were the curse of la llorona and then us so 
this needed to happen right now. And it also just needed to happen for the comedy genre in particular, because we haven't really seen all that many movies pop. But going into the weekend, I was betting on this coming out as the number one movie of the week. And there was just something about it that seemed like it was trending upwards way more drastically than any of the other new wide releases. And, Mm. you know, looking at the chart, nothing else really did all that well. It's kind of, you know, a lot of the familiar names like Hobbs and Shaw all over again. Good Boys was really clever in the way they marketed this movie and i was watching tv and i was they they tailored their commercials to what you were actually watching in that hour and i don't think i've ever seen mm. people do that before it was just so smart and it was so intriguing and it just it didn't show you too much i think in the trailer maybe they couldn't because of the r rating right. but i feel like that was clever too because it piqued people's curiosity at the right time yeah, I, I agree. I had a great time in that movie. Uh, I, I thought it was marketed well, but you look at you know you look at the other original movie while we're trumpeting this, and that is Blinded by the Light. It did not even it barely made the top ten. Four point five million got a ten minute standing ovation. Uh, was bought by uh, I think it was Universal or Warner Brothers bought for fifteen million. Yeah, Warner Brothers for fifteen million dollars, and this on the heels of the Kitchen not doing well either. So it's certain original content. Original, even though we'd seen it already in a female version, Booksmart, and then an older version uh, in Superbad a few years ago that is making money. Yes, but there's something like Blinded by the Light, which is a legitimately original uh, film, didn't quite grab, in my opinion, didn't quite grab uh, the attention of the audience overall. So I'm starting to wonder where this is going. As Hobson Shaw did well, I mean, Lion King's almost at $1.5 billion, and people are still arguing whether it's live action or animation. Well, so. if you're going to draw the line like that with original filmmaking and say that Good Boys is an original because it's like Super Bad and like Booksmart, you yeah, could currently. say the same thing about Blinded by the Light yeah. in its similarities to, let's to say, what? Yesterday. Yesterday. A love story, Blinded by the Night. No, is- but I think it's also people maybe are growing tired. First, first it was Bohemian Rhapsody, then oh, it then was Rocket, Rocket Man. Man, then Yesterday. Which one am well. I missing? It did well, but maybe I think timing is everything. In the mm-hmm. summer box office, I think August. I don't. I don't know. I think it just fell under the radar. And I think even though it did really well and got the standing ovation, I just never heard the buzz. It's a bummer seeing that yeah. happen to yep. so many movies that really hit it big at Sundance. Because now we can edit. We can add a Blinded by the Light, which was a huge sale at Sundance. Yep. On top of that, Late Night didn't perform all right. that well. Another big sale from Sundance, and then we actually have another one coming out really, really soon. That please don't miss this movie. <laughs> It's Britney runs a marathon, and I can't stop talking about that. But yeah. that one might have the smarter play because it's doing the slow rollout. So I think when you're working with certain movies, that that's the thing. You start small, you build buzz, and then you get wider and wider. And then mm-hmm. hopefully you're maximizing all the distribution costs, which I don't think some of those movies have done this year. It's mm-hmm. also worth highlighting the Angry Birds movie, too, which Dorian loved. But something <laughs> happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people saw the movie. And that first one made something like $38 million dollars and then when you look at this one over the course of its six-day run it barely cracked 16 million so yeah. this one is definitely a bit of a bust i mean what what do you make of angry birds basically flopping because i look at a movie like you could say nomeo and juliet and then sherlock gnomes and see that dip happen yeah. so is this kind and actually this year also uh the secret life of pets too right that's one that right. surprised me is this a trend we're gonna see continue I think so. I think sometimes you get lucky. You come up with something that's fun and different, and you put it out, and it makes money. But then people don't really want to see a sequel because, hey, you got it right the first time. I'm good. Especially something like Angry Birds, which was really based on emojis or what a game or whatever it was. And so it comes out, and it does well, and you're like, okay, cool. 
But then you do a sequel, and you're like, wait, I don't want you to turn it into a franchise. I'm good. <laughs> so same thing happened with Secret Life of Pets and a number of other movies. The gnome thing, I'm, okay. But like, it's just a matter you get it right the first time. Like, You should be happy you got it right the first time and made the money that you did. You can try to do a sequel, but most of the time it's going to fail. So. I feel like that was your old man Roka moment. The episode. <laughs> that was movie. It was based on emojis. Jordan apps. The emoji movies. But yeah, but How it was on the nose can you be? It's yeah. sad too because the first Angry Birds did like 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. This one's like the this highest one's better yeah. reviewed. I think it's the highest yeah. um, rating for a video game adaptation ever. Yeah. And it was like 73% and did really really well. I think maybe you could attribute it to the fact that a lot of families have already gone to see movies earlier in the summer. I don't yeah. know. And maybe. also schools back in session now yeah. in a lot of districts at least. Yeah. Why don't we just but maybe people just don't want to go. It's 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 not a I, I think, think if people want to do they'll make the time like you said about a long shot people just didn't want to see a schlubby guy trying to go for a beautiful woman it wasn't about I still oh, disagree boom, with that yeah, you I can think, if you like no but I it's think it's truth. one of those that people are going to watch at home but they didn't feel compelled it's when whether or not people feel compelled there's an arrogance in the premise that I don't think people wanted to go no, see I don't I disagree I think it, it comes down to when you go to the movies what makes you urgently want to go the mm. weekend something opens and pay your money and not wait to see it and I don't think necessarily a romantic comedy is what people wanted to see and they didn't mm-hmm. Yeah. There was anything so original in the concept they couldn't wait for. That or urgent, I think Good Boys felt more original. And that urgency has also been completely reshaped by streaming services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we are prioritizing certain things that need that, or at least we think need that big screen treatment more so than other things. And, you know, when it comes to a movie like, let's say, Long Shot, Late Night, you name it, that doesn't necessarily scream like big screen cinematic right, experience right. quite like maybe uh, like an Avengers but Endgame neither, neither or even an Us if you want to bring an original movie into the but equation. it's good boys. It doesn't scream original cinematic thing and we've, we've seen well, it more it currently it does, in no, it does not necessarily compared to other like blockbuster style mm. releases but it's also it goes back to the the idea that when we whenever we have these box office conversations yeah you can maybe point a finger to one thing but that's one thing amongst many it's yeah. like Certainly. like with with good boys you know maybe there was maybe it was the high concept also maybe it was the fact that it was against other other uh, other films that made for good counter programming and when it comes to right. angry birds schools in session uh maybe people had had enough of angry birds on the big screen yeah. it's the middle of august which is traditionally considered a little bit of a dumping mm. ground there's so many factors in play and i think but, with but, that one there wasn't anything new like lion king you know it was completely different from the original where this was sort of more of the same what did you just say Visually, it was completely different. I'm not talking about the shot-for-shot shot thing. But it's visually, literally the same movie. Photorealism versus an animated yeah, movie, that's sure, a totally different movie. thing. It's and it was, the there was a lot of hype and in that, too. from the 90s to 2019. Mm-hmm. You're, gonna, you're definitely not going to have the same generation watching it. So a lot of the people that wanted to see it didn't care or didn't even know the original. Mm-hmm. And then you can add in the fact that movies like Lion King already came out this year. And they made a crazy amount of they money. Did. So right. there's Aladdin, money to yeah. go around. So, yeah. yeah. Always so many things to weigh in. But office, which is why I love it. Alright, guys, we're going to tell you about a new show coming to the Collider Video YouTube channel today. Guess what? I'm on this one today. It's Rule of Two. Here's a promo. Hey guys, Riley here, and let me tell you about Rule of Two. You looking for a Star Wars fix? Well, Rule of Two is that show. It drops in on Collider Video's main YouTube channel, as well as on Podcast One's Jedi Council feed. So go over there, subscribe, share it with your friends. It's hosted by myself and Mark Fernandez. We talk everything in the Star Wars universe with a lot of deep dives and a lot of conversations that go all in. You know what to do. Subscribe, join us there, and rise. 
You guys also have to keep an eye out for a brand new episode of Comic Book Shopping today. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the day you are finally getting that episode with Brightburn star Jackson A. Dunn. It's that episode where he picks a winner for the fan art contest. So check that out. Koi is hosting as always. So you could bet that show will be filled with fun and energy, as anyone might expect from Koi. <laughs> All right. What are you story number about? two today. <laughs> um, have you ever watched Comic Book Shopping with Koi? I have. Yeah. I have. Tune in tomorrow and see what won the fan art contest. How could anybody Burn. not want to watch Koi? Seriously. He's no. better than morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee and Koi. It's the best I combination. Like I'm going to pocket that and use that for his intro tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Story number two, guys. In a press release from Disney and Charter Communications, the companies have announced a distribution deal for programming from content providers, including Hulu, ESPN Plus, and even Disney Plus. You'll also find a little detail in this press release that has something to do with piracy mitigation. Mitigation, which includes not sharing passwords anymore. Here is the specific line from that press release. Additionally, Disney and Charter have also agreed to work together on piracy mitigation. The two companies will work together to implement business rules and techniques to address such issues as unauthorized access and password sharing. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a major no-no to set, to share passwords with people that aren't paying for particular services, but there is also no denying that it happens quite a bit. So mm. you hear a statement like this, and does it raise an immediate red flag where in the very near future these two companies can come up with an idea to actually combat that? Yeah, it scares me. Look, first of all, I agree that they should stop this. You should not be stealing from people, for and God's yet are sakes. you? And yet no, are you? No, hell no. And I've never <laughs> been a fan that, of people that do that. You know what? Go earn more money. Then you can afford things. That's how life works. Uh, Wait, the wow. other side of this is this. I, but but the other side of it that scares me is this idea that they're tracking. They could track your IP address and follow because. I don't trust people who can have access to our IP addresses to stick to just going to look to see if you're stealing our content rather than what are you looking up on Google or what are you exploring or what websites have you been to. And that's where irresponsible stuff starts to happen when they have access to your private, secure stuff. That concerns me overall. And don't tell me that they're just going to look at one thing. I just don't believe that. It's not human nature. It's just like it's not human nature to not steal passwords from most people. N only sticking to the IP address doesn't strike me as something that's human nature either. Yeah, well, that seems yeah. like it's going to kind of come with the game that they're going to play in yeah. order to figure all this out. So there's one article online. I'm going to say this wrong. It's it's definitely in a foreign language and like it's it's spelled ARS and all I want to say is ARS and that's just not right. <laughs> Do it. It's Monday. ARS, ARS Technica. So they were explaining that part of the way that these two companies combine can combat that is if you are using, let's say, your charter uh, login in order to get, let's say, Disney Plus content. So that's how they could stop this from happening by going through that. But also this idea of using your IP address. Because yeah. right now we have a whole bunch of streaming services that at least stop people from streaming a certain amount of things at once. But right. I mean, how how else do you stop this problem without tapping into, you know, privacy concerns? Mm, yeah, I, don't. I, I don't see very many other options. Yeah. Well, and I also think that once they start, then everybody else is going to follow yeah. suit. And I have no idea why nobody's done it before. Like, what, like we were saying before we rolled, like, what took everybody so long? 
to do this, to so implement this. this article that I just referenced that I'm not going to say the outlet again, um, they have two quotes in their piece and they're both very interesting. So Netflix CEO Reed Hastings once stated passwords, sh- password sharing is something you have to learn to live with because there's so much legitimate password sharing. Mm. Like you share with your spouse, with your kids. Right. And when I was living with my sister, we, I mean, we, sh- we shared everything. And when I moved out of my parents' house, I took some of their stuff with me. It's just... We, we all were doing legitimate family right. sharing. Mm. And then on top of that, there is an old quote from the former HBO CEO, Richard Plepler, um, who took this an even bigger step further. And he once stated that sharing passwords is actually a terrific marketing vehicle for the next generation of viewers. And he also added that we're in the business of creating addicts. So, wow. Yeah. 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 I, wow. I, at least they said it finally, but, straight up. But they both make a good point yeah. i mean even think about things like cell phone bills there there are family plans family plans right. that and you know all this stuff is so expensive and i'm definitely not going to go out and say like if you want everything make make more money because sometimes that is a big struggle and, family- and it, it could be a struggle you don't know what personal expenses somebody else is dealing with out there and they might want the joy of a streaming service in their life and can't afford it for a very legitimate reason but these things are all super expensive and sometimes the only way people can afford them is with something convenient you know like a a family plan. You know what's free? The library. Go to the library, rent movies, rent DVDs, read a book. There's stuff out there regardless of what you're going through. We just had a second moment. Regardless of what you're going through. I feel like we need an extra flag for that at the bottom Look, of the screen. I told Cody this years ago. Congratulations to Cody for having yes, the baby. Congratulations, congratulations Cody. I, I told Cody this a couple of years ago and I said this is the truth. That extra Taco Bell you get for $7, you can buy Hulu the whole month for $7. You, if you know how to use your money correctly, you can do so. I respect your point, though, about people's personal finances and whatever they're going through, maybe medical stuff, whatever. I respect that. But there are other avenues. Uh, That being said, though, the family plan you pay for. And I think what you're saying, Nikki, is interesting. You're like, why didn't they do this before? I think the companies were about their numbers. Look at how many people are watching this stuff. So they weren't so concerned. Now that they're seeing profit, now they're concerned about making uh, making sure that more people are signing up for it to watch their content. Well, it's going to open up a can of worms because, like you said, you were sharing with your sister. What about other types of families, people that live together that that are maybe sharing the cost? And what if they crack down on one person because of their IPL and someone else gets away with it. It's just like, I feel like it's going to be, it could be a a mess, a potential mess. It does sound like a very messy situation. Also, when we're in such a tumultuous time with streaming services, again, Disney Plus is launching later this year. And we are talking about major corporations, some of which already have established success. But it's Mm. like, in addition to shaking up the landscape with a juggernaut like Disney Plus, now we're also going to add that to the equation. And who knows what kind of ripple effect that can then have. So. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. And I also just bring back this quote from from Richard Plepler, because you also have to ask yourself, like, like, is it worth it? Does he have a point saying that this kind of letting this kind of sharing happening is a way to get more marketing out of it and also, you know, to create an addictive quality and sustain it? Yeah. That's what they want, and I'm glad that he flat out said it. Other like, other than like tobacco companies or you know Coca Cola, all these kind of things that, that they purposely want you to keep coming back and using their product. He's flat out saying it. We want to make an addict out of you, so this mm-hmm. is what the price mm-hmm. we have to pay. Because the more of an addict you are, the more of our stuff you're going to watch, and that's that's their ultimate goal is to 
push push up their numbers because that's how they make the money off. What's your ideal scenario in the next couple of months? Because we talk about this all the time and we were talking a little bit about it at the beginning of the show. What could uh, Charter possibly do with uh, with the Disney content in order to, let's say, give someone access to a Disney Plus through their service? So what's your ideal scenario in terms of bundle buying? Because we're going to definitely have to deal with something like that come November this year. Fingerprint technology. Which means that it's your fingers on the keys that are being read as you type in your password so that you can get You're not okay with the IP address thing, but you're okay with them getting your fingerprints all over the place. I'm okay with the fingerprint stuff because you can actually stop that from being... Well, add add another wrinkle to that, though, because I have a Netflix account. I use my Netflix account at home on my Apple TV, on my laptop, and when I'm on the road on my iPad. So how are you going to cover everything without running the risk of if I'm not, you know, where home base is watching, Mm -hmm. it's not going to cut me off? Well, like I said, fingerprints. Well, what about your device, though? You register your device to each, you know... Or even older devices that don't have that kind of technology now. that's fair. That's fair. It's a point. It just, like, basically reinforces how messy this is going to be for such a long period of time. And they don't want to make it inaccessible. So no, which they'll, they they'll figure, that goes yeah. back. That goes back to that that same quote yep. and the idea of introducing another kind of, I guess, wall. Another because think also Ooh. about how people buy stuff now. It's like the second you the second you introduce one like teeny tiny hurdle. It's like uh, what were we talking? Oh, uh, it's like Movie Pass recently mm. when we were talking about the idea of them targeting power users and purposely changing their passwords in order to save money on their end because. Who wants to even click things like, oh, forget your password? No, you will stop people from using your service through that simple thing. Can't you track some? I'm sure they could track. Let's say a parent and I shared a password. If we're watching something on the, but at we the same time, we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to, but at the same time, on two different things, that seems to be suggest that you've shared a password with someone else that you shouldn't. Have. Well, that yeah, that's the most obvious right. scenario. And I'm sure they can track that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to cover this more as it all develops. Hopefully, we'll get more information as Disney Plus is launching super soon. On top of that, guess what this weekend is? It's D23, and we're going to cover all of the Disney Plus announcements that happen over there and then some. Let us turn our attention to the live chat really quickly. How about this question from Sky Patterson, who's asking, thoughts on the official trailer for 20th Century Fox's Underwater? What do you think of it? What do you think will happen to it now that it's under Disney? It looks great. It looks fantastic. I enjoy the hell out of this thing. It looks like the abyss run amok, and I love that. And Kristen Stewart looks badass. She really does. I agree. And I'll tell you this. I'm looking forward to this way more than I am Charlie's Angels. This looks awesome. Well, she's going to have a year. This is going to be like between Charlie's Angels and this. There's going to be, you know, this she's, is, she's got a lot riding too. on it. She, she does, right? Tiff. Mm, um, oh, why is the name escaping me all of a sudden? Especially after I showed you my like 50 plus <laughs> film tip list. She's definitely uh, in something at Tiff. Yeah, but no, I was surprised by this. Mm. It, kind of, it reminded me more of the Meg, except, you know. Better? Yeah. <laughs> the Meg well, is what, fun. Yeah, hey, mean, go to the library, Roka. Read the right. book. Better shark movies there. It scares me that it's releasing in January. 
I'm just going to say that. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> it really scares me. That's a fair point. I, well, someone's got to break through in Someone's got to make right? an Academy someone's Award film-worthy well, film in January. You really never know, especially earlier in January. I feel like that's a good time for a horror movie to mm-hmm. hit, too, where usually it does have an opportunity to pop. So usually that's weekend one. But maybe that's what this will be for weekend two. It was weird seeing this trailer after having just seen 47 Meters Down Uncaged yesterday and just like the whole Trapped Under Sea vibe. So... So watching it, it was making me think, how much of this have I seen before? Even though, you know, Kristen Stewart will always sell me on a movie and there's definitely yeah. certain sparks to what they showed there yes. that obviously makes it feel like something stuck underwater I haven't seen before. But there were enough similarities to be like, do I need another one of these? Mm. I don't know. All right. To me, this could have been an August release. Yeah. I mean, it's got that it's got that summer vibe. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they had their reasons. But I agree with you. I find her captivating. There's just there in that little bit. She sold mm-hmm. me. She looked like a badass. Yeah. And, and there's something so intriguing and so watchable about her. All right. So we're all in across the board. Mm-hmm. We have time for one more question. And I'm going to go with this one from Lord Philip N. Who's asking question. What movies this year have surprised you in a good way? My two are Missing Link and Animals. I'm wondering if... Uh, Animals, uh, oh. Lord Philip is referring to uh, the Aaliyah Shawkat movie with, um, oh, who stars opposite her in it. It premiered at Sundance, and now mm. the name is escaping me, but I didn't even know it came out, mm. which bums me out a little. Uh, Aladdin. I did not think that was going to be good at all, and it surprised the hell out of me, and I loved it. Thoroughly loved it. Lion King also surprised for okay. all the <laughs> no, wrong okay. reasons. For all the wrong reasons going in, and I thought it was going to be incredible. And if it wasn't for Timon and Pumbaa, I would have hated that experience. I'm, I went into a slight bit of shock because that was actually mine as mm. well. Oh, yeah. Aladdin, I was surprised at how much I loved it, and I never expected you yep. to choose it. And the second one, I wouldn't... It, I expected to like it, but I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. And that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. So Animals, by the way, stars Holiday Granger and Aaliyah Shawkat and apparently came out in the UK but has no US uh. release, which is unfortunate and you should seek it out if you can. I'm looking at my list right now <laughs> trying to figure out which one maybe surprised me. Like, I don't know if I walked into any of these movies with like rock bottom hopes, though, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Did the kitchen surprise you? Did you expect that to be good and it wasn't? It's a, it's a worthwhile reversal yeah. of that question. I, I think that when they first announced the idea and the folks attached, I did have sky-high <laughs> hopes, and I thought they were going to knock it out of the park with those three leads. How could you not? Right. But then as you get closer and closer and see promo materials and you start to hear early reviews, obviously, Fair. my hopes were just torn up into a million pieces. I think I'm going to go with... I don't know. I guess maybe not that again, not that I had rock bottom expectations for this, but I'm so pleasantly surprised by the movie Freaks, which comes out on September 13th. And I'm even more surprised because I saw it. I think it was last year for TIFF and I loved it. But then I rewatched it again for an interview uh, with the directors. And like I was even more blown away by it. And when a movie like that has that kind of effect on me, I think I'm just like pleasantly surprised, I guess. I don't know. Go see Freaks. That is all the time we have for you guys today. Nikki, Roka, thank you so much for being thank here. You. Thank you. Adam in the booth, Dorian in the live chat, and another congratulations to Cody Hall, who is officially a dad. We're yeah. so happy for you. All our love to the family. To everybody out there, please like and share this episode of Movie Talk, and then tune in again tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT Live, for a brand new one.
that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary.